Welcome to the show. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. I'm excited about today's show. Because on the show, I'm going to have WTVM sports anchor Tony Reese and the former WRBL sports director Rex Castillo. I'm super excited about this lineup. Uh, Tony's going to be on shortly. We're going to talk a little bit about high school basketball. Rex's interview is going to be more of like a sports feature on Rex that I will be able to replay on later shows. And then I have a jam-packed lineup next week. Because next week, I'm going to have Dave Plata on the show, and we are going to talk about everything Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame and some of the local talent in the Fountain City and just talking about sports and seeing what Dave has been up to. He is the voice of St. Ampicelli football. I'm excited because I'm calling St. Ampicelli basketball and baseball games, and Rex also calls games with Dave. So that's pretty cool which I am starting to become involved with St. Ampicelli Athletics. I really want to thank Thrift Behringer and Athletic Director, Head Coach Corey Black, as this Saturday, Thrift and I are going to be in Macon calling the Brookstone Pacelli Basketball Game Part 3. And later on this afternoon, Thrift has asked me if I could help him call the Pacelli Glenwood Baseball Game. So I'm making my debut calling high school baseball, and I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm at a loss for words. I am super excited about that. So let's get this show started. We do have a great show. We do have high school playoff action that's going on later tonight. A jam-packed slate of games in the Fountain City. I'll break down all of that. The playoffs have started for the Los Angeles Lakers as they defeated the Warriors last night. It's going to be playoff mentality from here on out for LeBron and his new cast of supporting players. As much as I love to talk national sports, I try to keep a balance between local and national sports. But I want to remind everybody out there that this is an exclusive podcast that's dedicated to covering sports in the Fountain City. Normally, my Friday shows would be the high school scoreboard preview review show, wildly popular during high school football season. But This next coming weeks, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty when it comes to high school basketball. Already crowned a champion in the AISA, the Glenwood Gators. We also have the GIAA. Like I said, I'm going to be in making with Thrift, Colin Brookstone, Pacelli, in the GIAA playoffs. We have three massive games here in Columbus that are tonight. So if you are a basketball fan and you want to come catch a game, you got to buy a ticket because it's a GHSA playoff game. You have quite a few games to choose from. Three games in the city of Columbus, all tipping off at 6 p.m. Let's start with the Carver girls, led by head coach Anson Hunley. Carver won a state title in 19 and 21. They are hosting Morgan County tip-off at 6 p.m. The Hardaway girls, led by head coach Kelly Ellison, They are hosting Fayette County in a Sweet 16 matchup, and tip-off will also be at 6 p.m. The Northside Lady Patriots, 
led by head coach Jarquela Woods. They're in action tonight, taking on Union Grove. So three incredible Sweet 16 matchups, and good luck to all three teams here in the Fountain City. And we also have one team that's playing tonight at 6, but they are on the road. The Spencer girls are traveling to Thompson in their Sweet 16 matchup with the right to go to the Elite 8 that will be held on February the 28th and March 1st with Carver, Hardaway, and Northside all number one seeds. If the number one seed from the other bracket advances, then the home court in the Elite Eight games will be determined by a GHSA coin flip. So I'm excited to see what is going to happen. I'm going to have coverage of high school basketball all week next week. And then, unfortunately, for all you listeners that like to listen to this show, I'm going to take a break for two weeks. I'm going to have some condensed shows. I'm going to just get on for about 10 to 20 minutes and just give an update at least three times that week. But I'm going to have much condensed shows because of the obligation I have with my full-time job. With that being said, we do have one more game in the GHSA tomorrow. Tip-off is at 1 o'clock. I know Thrift and I are going to be heading to Macon but the Spencer boys are hosting Butler. So out of the four teams that are number one seeds, they had dominant regular seasons, Carver, Hardaway, Northside, and Spencer. Which team can win a championship? Well, I think for Hardaway and Northside, gets a little bit tougher playing at the 4A and 5A level. But the Carver girls went from 4A to 3A. Head coach Anson Hunley, has got just incredible team. And he also has the 3A Player of the Year, Kaylee Simpson. So come on out to the Carver Gymnasium tonight at 6 as they will take on Morgan. I will try to get score updates from these games as I do have an NFHS account. Now, I originally said that I was available to call games, but I'm going to go ahead and call the baseball game with Thrift. I'm excited about seeing Pacelli and Glenwood play baseball. That is incredible. Breaking news here on the Sports Beat. Yeah, this is recorded a couple hours before the show even starts, but they did have the GHSA coin flip, and it has been determined that the team on the top of the bracket will get home court in the Elite Eight. That is if they are like seeds facing off each other next week. The Columbus River Dragons are in action down in Biloxi, Mississippi tonight where they will take on the Mississippi Sea Wolves. It's only one game. You have the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars that are going to be hosting Georgia Military College this weekend. And the Columbus Rapids are on the road at the Lander Center this Sunday taking on the Memphis Americans. The Rapids men's team is 3-1 and one on the season. The women's team is 2-2 two and two on the season. And I do want to apologize to Sammy Valdivia, which he was wearing number 18, and his name was not on the roster. And when he scored that goal, I was trying to get somebody to text me who that player was because I couldn't get a face with a name. But Sammy Valdivia, I will make sure that you get credit for that as I know you listen to the show. All right, <laughs> that's either here or there. I'm just super excited just about getting Tony on the show. But we do have a new Braves PA announcer. We're going to talk about that. The Chattahoots 
have released their schedule. They're going to take on the Waleska Wild Things on June the 3rd. And then we also have some high school baseball going on in the Fountain City as well. We got a bunch of action to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into the high school basketball. Valley defeated Central 61-36. to They punched their ticket to the Final Four March the 1st against Scottsboro. The Lochapoca Indian season came to an abrupt end as they lost to Otagaville 48-31 in the Elite Eight. And Otagaville will take on Oakwood Adventist. The Lochapoca girls were able to beat A.L. Johnson by one point, 56-55. And they punched their ticket to the Final Four as they will take on Spring Garden. February the 27th, tip-off is at 1 p.m. The Central Red Devils are also in the Final Four on February the 27th as they will take on Spain Park. And the Lynette Lady Panthers punch their ticket to the Final Four. Now let's go over to Georgia where tonight you got the Spencer Lady Green Wave on the road taking on Thompson. You have Harris County, the Harris County girls on the road taking on Warner Robbins. You have Schley County taking on Lake Oconee. The LaGrange Grangers are on the road, taking on Baldwin. In 1A Division I, Heard County is taking on Irwin County. In 1A Division II, you have Manchester taking on Green Force after getting a 76-47 win over Georgia Military College. The Spencer boys are in action Saturday, tip-off at 1 p.m. on the campus of Spencer High School. They will take on Butler. We have a huge slate of games here in the Chattahoochee Valley tonight starting with the Carver Tigers taking on Morgan County, the Northside Lady Patriots taking on Union Grove, and then you have the Hardaway Lady Hawks taking on Fayette County. So three incredible Sweet 16 playoff games in the Fountain City, all tipping off at 6 p.m. Good luck to everybody. Also of note, Troop County, the Lady Tigers are on the road taking on Baldwin and then you have the Pacelli Lady Vikings on the road taking on First Presbyterian Day. Such a great time to be a high school basketball fan during this next couple of weeks. couple of national sports stories I want to get into before I get Tony on the show. How about the Lake Show? Who's excited for Los Angeles Lakers NBA playoff action? Because the playoffs started yesterday for LeBron and his new supporting cast, the Los Angeles Lakers were able to beat the Golden State Warriors in prime time, treating it like it's a Game 7 of the NBA Finals, 124-111. to And you know, LeBron and AD didn't have to carry this team because the Lake Show has a new player, Malik Beasley, 25 points. I know that LeBron is excited because his new supporting cast like Mo Bamba and D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura, I think the Lake Show are going to pull it together. And they are going to sneak into the playoffs and possibly even win a playoff series. Look, as much as I can't stand the Lakers, and they are a dysfunctional franchise since 2013, LeBron has only been the steady hand that led them to a bubble title in 2020. I don't see it working, but hey, you can be optimistic about the Lakers and the way they got rid of Russell Westbrook, but we'll see. The XFL did happen last night. The St. Louis Battlehawks, they are now the comeback kids. A.J. McCarron leads the Battlehawks to the 20-18 victory over the Seattle Sea Dragons. 
We've got the D.C. Defenders taking on the Vegas Vipers, the San Antonio Brahmas taking on the Orlando Guardians, and the Arlington Renegades taking on the Houston Roughnecks. Intriguing college basketball matchups that are taking place this weekend. Well, let's start with the Georgia Bulldogs. They're 16-12. and 12. They're taking on the Missouri Tigers at Stegman Coliseum. But we have a top-10 matchup. Texas taking on Baylor as Texas is ranked number 8. Baylor is ranked number 9. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are taking on the Louisville Cardinals. Look how far Louisville has fallen. I cannot believe they won an NCAA championship in 2013, but that was taken away. They don't get to hold that banner. All right, Mercer is taking on the Citadel. Mercer having a tough year, 12-18. and 18. Other local teams in Georgia, the Kennesaw State Owls having their best season of all time on the road against Central Arkansas. Kennesaw State is 22-8. and eight. And according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, they would be projected as a number 15 seed. You also have Georgia State taking on James Madison. That game is on the road. And Appalachian State is traveling to Statesboro to take on Georgia Southern. I really do love this time of year. And next week, as we get ready to talk about the NFL Combine and NFL Free Agency, we are getting closer to the three-year anniversary when the sports world stopped and everybody was silent. March 11th, 2020. I will never forget that day. Look, the COVID-19 pandemic really had an impact on my broadcasting career. Everybody knows the story, how I auditioned at 95.7 ESPN Radio. They were supposed to make a decision that first week in March, and they never did. You probably wonder why I do a podcast for an hour on a radio station five days a week. I don't know what it is about my drive to prove to myself and to prove to the entire community of Columbus that I am more than capable of hosting a radio show on a local sports talk radio station in Columbus from 4 to 6 or 4 to 7, whatever time slot they have. I tried going on Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago, and I actually went two and a half hours. Not bad, but I can understand why you need a producer, why you need to have commercial breaks, because I almost lost my voice, and I was having sipping water like every 30 minutes. I mean, so I was trying to make sure to keep the content fresh. So with that being said, it's time to bring on WTVM sports anchor Tony Reese, and we're going to talk everything local here in the Fountain City. And then after that, I'm going to get Rex Castillo here on the show. We will be right back with Tony Reese and then Rex Castillo. Welcome back to the show. On the show today, I have got WTVM sports anchor Tony Reese back on the show once again. Tony, I know that you and Jonathan have been extremely busy, especially since we have state playoffs in Georgia and in Alabama. Tony, what's going on? Richard, I want to say honestly, man, this is the best slate of basketball I think I've seen in my entire existence, man. We have some of the best teams in this area across both Georgia and Alabama to talk about. I've been at Birmingham the last two days watching teams like Valley, Valley Boys and Central Boys, and also looking at Tulsa Polka up in Montgomery and Lynette. Like, these teams are bringing it this season. Now, that's not to discredit the Georgia teams we have as well. Spencer, Spencer being Spencer, definitely looking to repeat. Harvard girls are up there. There's a lot of local teams there as well that, you know, we cover so many teams, we can't cover them all, but just seeing what they're doing is mad. It's impressive. Well, let's talk about Alabama because Alabama 
has, I think they got two teams that in my mind can win a state championship, the Valley Rams for the boys side. And then the Lynette lady Panthers on the girls side, they both punched their ticket to the final four out of the teams in Alabama, which team impresses you the most that could possibly win a state title. You said it right off the bat. Valley is 31 and oh, just let that sink in. They are by far, with Pinson Valley losing a couple days ago, they are now the only undefeated team in the state of Alabama. Watching those boys yesterday, have you ever seen that documentary, the 30 for 30, the five slam Gemma? Oh, yeah, of course. They give me that type of vibe at a high school level. These guys are playing locked in. They're committed. Coach has been saying from day one, we interviewed him earlier in the year for like a package, and he talks about they're not looking to go to the Elite Eight. They were looking to go to the Elite Eight. They're not looking to go to four. This is their year. You know, this is actually the last year Valley's Valley and Lafayette and Lafayette before they merged together. And they said they want to go out with a bang. And I definitely see it happening. Honestly, we were talking to some of the officials, and they made a good point. They were like, the only team that can defeat Valley would be Valley because these guys are so locked in and they're just so intertwined. And it's a dunk contest the whole time. Everybody can literally slam the thing down. And I literally saw that yesterday. That team against Central Clay County, like, they just brought it all four quarters, all facets of the game. It's pretty impressive to watch, man, if you haven't seen the game. Well, I think what head coach Marshawn Harper has done at Valley, he's got the Dooley brothers, Denial Dooley, Cam Dooley. They really (laughs) dominated. They're actually first cousins. I found that out yesterday, too. I was wondering the same thing. Oh, they're cousins? First cousins, yeah. First cousins, wow. It's funny. Their dads actually played at Valley together back in the day, and they are (laughs) – Coach said yesterday they've already surpassed their dads. I think they've made it further. Like, this is not only the first year they made it to the Final Four, but, like, potentially they can go all the way to the ship. And Denali's actually a senior and Cam's a junior. But, like, wow. they talk a little competition. They say they bring it every time where they're in practice. Cam thinks he's the best dually. But, man, it's pretty impressive to watch those two, two, two guys really coordinate and really align on the course. I remember seeing Cam Dooley on the gridiron. He was he was the quarterback for uh, the Valley Rams football team. So a mm. tremendous athlete. Oh, yeah, hands down. A lot of those guys are dual threats, maybe triple threats. They play some of every sport. And you can tell it definitely, I feel like it enhances their game just because they have that versatility. I know uh, Jay Harper is another prime example. He's just a junior. But I actually was looking on his Twitter, and he talked about one of the articles he did recently with a reporter. <laughs> Playing basketball kind of helps his football game because it plays. he plays a lot of man. And the coverage of being a cornerback, he kind of was able to like really versatility and use that in football as well. And I thought that was a pretty interesting take. All right, let's talk about the other teams in Alabama because Central making it to the Final Four. I mean, they haven't really been known as a basketball school. They won a state title in football in 2018. They won a baseball title last year. But they're having a surprising run. Central in the Final Four, just incredible. Can Central, a team, win it all in 7A? That game against Fairhope the other day, they came out pretty explosive the first half. They kind of went stagnant in the third. I guess they kind of really had to lock back in. But definitely, that was my like first official coming out party was actually seeing them firsthand. And I think they definitely have what it takes. They connect on all facets. Uh, Coach, is really, uh, Coach Burkett is really on them about how like, they can merge together and really enhance one another once they lock back in. And the guys are really much playing for him. They're playing for themselves. They're playing for the city. They know what's at stake. They know the legacy that Central brings across the area. And they honestly think that they are the best team in 7-8. I believe they could definitely can go all the way. All right, we did talk about the Lynette Lady Panthers. I think they can win a state title. The Lochapoca girls, I actually got a chance to see them in the second round of the 1A state playoffs at the multiplex at the Cramden Bowl. I actually happened to be on the call for the NFHS Network. 
They look great. They beat University Charter, and they move on, and they are now in the Final Four. What has impressed you the most about the Lochipoca girls? I like everything Lochipoca season. They're another team kind of like Valley. That, they're a smaller school, but they don't play like a smaller school. They play like they definitely can hang in there with some of the bigger ones. They play with a lot of heart. Uh, Taylor Murph Dowdell, uh, she was one of our recent scholar athletes. Listening to her, interviewing her, it's pretty impressive what she could do with the ball, just the whole facets of the game. Coach Edwards, the whole nine. Uh, you talk about the legacy Lochapoca has with all his career wins and things of that nature. It's just so fascinating to watch. Lochapoca is one of those, like, all of their smaller community, man, they come out in numbers. The community is all involved. It's one of those really heartfelt communities where, like, this team – see them go all the way would definitely be a staple in their community, and I'd love to see that. All right, Tony. Let's go over to Georgia because tonight we have got three incredible games in the Fountain City as Hardaway is taking on Fayette County, Carver is taking on Morgan County, and Northside is taking on Union Grove. The Spencer girls are on the road. But Ed, if if you're trying to cover those games, I mean, how do you do it? I mean – you pretty much got to get a little bit of highlights of each of those games, but uh, you can't beat that slate of games tonight. It's very true, man. That's one of those games where, like, honestly, you might only be able to stay a quarter for each. You hate to see it not all the way through, but to try to get everybody that equal coverage and to just see all the fascinating ball we have here in the local city, you kind of have to just move around. So, you know, naturally, I know I've covered quite a few Hardaway Girl games this season and Harvard Girls looking at what they have going over there. It's, it's pretty interesting. That's not to discredit Northside as well. Just the other day, what was it, 84 to 9, 86 to 9? Oh, it was crazy. Play, I couldn't believe it. And I was there in person. I still couldn't believe it. I got there at halftime and it was already 50, I think 54 to not 54 to 6 or something like that. And I was Incredible. like, there's no way this is a playoff game. Like, this just doesn't make sense to me. And tomorrow so we that, have the Spencer Boys taking on Butler. Uh, that tip off will be at 1 p.m. And then uh, Brookstone and St. Ampicelli, part three in making. I'm going to be up there calling the game with Thrift Berenger. We are excited. <laughs> you know, We actually called the Brookstone game against Bethlehem Christian on Tuesday. They won it on a buzzer beater. I mean, anytime Brookstone plays St. Ampicelli, there's no love loss between these two teams. They are both bitter rivals. They're not playing for a Brucelli jug, but they might as well be <laughs> kind of a, a Brucelli jug basketball edition. I agree, man. It's like the Auburn-Alabama Iron Bowl of basketball. You know what I mean? These are two power powerhouses, not only in our local area, but across the GIAA. And just to see them, like, duke it out. Pacelli definitely brings it each game. Of course, Brookstone is another hard hitter. So to see these two really clash, like, you hate for one team to lose, but you just love the competition they bring throughout the whole event. Tony, let's go ahead and talk about the GHSA coin flip. I actually watched it online. It was a universal coin flip. There was the GHSA logo was heads. The American flag was tails. There was an official from the GHSA that put it on his Facebook Live, did the cl uh, did the flip, and said it landed on the flag, which means that if the same seeds make it to the Elite Eight, the top of the bracket is going to get home court, which means if Hardaway, Spencer, and Carver all advance, they're going to be going on the road if the number one seed advances outside that bracket. However, the Northside Lady Patriots, if they win tonight and the other number one seed is on that other side, they're going to get home court regardless in the Elite Eight. But, yeah, that I'm telling you, that GHSA coin flip was stressful. I can imagine, man. I'm always hesitant when it comes to those coin flips because I get it, but at the same time, I don't get it. 
So when you listen to like how those results play out, you're like, eh, is that going to really be a determinative factor? And if this team advances on to the next round, is that going to penalize one team or benefit another? It's always kind of interesting to see how, uh, uh, you know, with adversity, how the teams overcome these. Tony, I got to tell you, this is my favorite time to cover sports in the Fountain City because not only do we have River Dragons and Rapids going on, but we have basketball playoffs and the start of baseball season in high school. You've got some high school baseball teams like Columbus, Northside, LaGrange up I-185, and you got Pacelli taking on Glenwood tonight. I mean, it's just great. I love what Coach Long is doing over at Carver, uh, the Jordan Red Jackets. Russell County is 3-0. and Coach Tony Dimitri has is, is got Russell County back where they need to be. I mean, I'm just excited. You know, Central's defending a state title. When oh, yeah, baseball man. gets done, I'm just excited about covering baseball. I'm right there with you, brother. We talk about, man, these all these sports going on at the same time. You kind of hate that you can't get to some of the bigger games in the area right now. Listening to what you were just saying, I'm like, man, I'd love to get back out there. Basketball, you know, right now, kind of taking our precedent, but no sooner that finishes, we're back into the next mix. And then right before you know, football will be back. And we have talking about some of these baseball programs, definitely Carver. Uh, I like exactly what Coach Long is doing over there, as well as, like you said, with Russell County being 3 0, man. Being a Spastation guy, hey, that's pretty impressive to see or hear from that. Because I know we also have our own little team building up over there. And just to really see, man, what the local talent is around the area. That's the biggest thing. We have so much local talent in this area that plays across multiple sports. So to see them really strive and thrive in other sports that they're proficient in, it's awesome to see, man. All right, Tony. Well, yesterday the official schedule came out. The Columbus Chattahoots know when their home games are going to be. June the 3rd, they're taking on the Waleska Wild Thanes. I know you guys, uh, the, you covered the Chattahoots, you know, with Ignite Sports, what Scott Brand has done as the general manager for the Columbus River Dragons. The Chattahoots had success early in their inaugural season, making it all the way to the championship. They were outed out in the first round last season. I know that Coach Steve Smith, he's got a championship pedigree with four state titles at the high school level at Calvary Christian. He's got Coach Long, the Carver baseball coach, on his staff now. I'm really excited about seeing the Columbus Chattahoots. I know that you guys are going to be there covering them. But uh, what does it mean to have baseball here in the Fountain City with all these great players like Edward Jackson that played at Shaw, like Frank Thomas that played at Columbus, like Glenn Davis, who's a resident of Columbus. He didn't actually play here. But all this mm -hmm. baseball talent. Oh, I forgot. Tim Hudson. Yeah, he's now <laughs> coaching at Lee Scott Academy. He was here uh, at Pacelli last week uh, as Lee Scott was playing Pacelli. Yeah, a yeah, lot of was, great baseball talent. Yeah, man. It's impressive to see. That's literally one of the reasons I came back home, man. Being at the beach, it was awesome. But definitely coming back home, knowing the local talent, just all the different facets of the game we have here in the inner city, Chattahoochee Valley, in and around it, man. There's so much just culture here that, like, no matter what season it's in, you have elite teams all across the board. And it just doesn't focus on just Georgia or Bama. Having teams like this come together and having the opportunities these kids have it's impressive to see Chattahoots. I've been hearing so much about, man. So to actually get out there and finally cover them, I think that's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, definitely River Dragons-wise, man, they're on the elite tier right now. I think nobody really can stop them. Outside of that Delaware Thunder game the other day, they came back in a 2-1 fashion and blew them out, especially that 9-0 uh, lead in front of a home sold-out crowd, the first in River Dragons history, man. It's so much culture going on here. I find myself on an off day like this just pondering all the different sports we have, like, how can I jump ahead of the game? How can I stay up on all the latest? I'm always checking Facebook or Twitter. 
I'm constantly scrolling left and right, man. Even on the off day, just trying to figure out everything I can about the games that we have and learning about the culture and the players, trying to follow as many as I can, really understand their games, what other sports they play. It's just so fascinating to see, man. And I also forgot to mention, we got uh, soccer leagues going on and Little League Baseball. You got Northern Little League and American Little League and Harris County. They're they're actually defending their uh, Southeast Region Championship. Uh, They were one win. They have a Georgia State Championship, and uh, it's just great to see. I love this time of year, and, and of course, pitchers and catchers have already reported, and we got the World Baseball Classic, so uh, that is great. And before I let you go, Tony, they just announced the new public address announcer for the Atlanta Braves. It is Kevin Cross. 500 applicants applied for this. Just to let you know, I wasn't one of them, uh, but Dana Barker was. Uh, I know that he applied yeah. for it, but it was just a – just a long and pro- it was a process and it was long and hard and fought out, but it just congratulations to Kevin and all the applicants. I mean, you could say, you know, it was an effort. I mean, it was really an effort to try to get the new public address announcer, but uh, what do you think about that process of selecting the new PA announcer for the Braves? Man, I totally think it's a fascinating thing. I remember talking to Dana Barker, like you said earlier, when he was kind of participating in it as well, just kind of some of the gimmicks and tricks he tried to go about it just to make himself stand out from the others. And I definitely think, man, that has to be a strenuous process. I feel like that's like any job application. You know, you have to really lock in, find a way you can, like, exceed others, be different from others. And I definitely think they, the Braves, knowing what they knew, they had to find the right fit that they felt would benefit their program, you know, their whole organization, because it's a, it is what it is. But at the same time, man, just looking at all those people that went out and tried out, just putting themselves probably out there, Knowing that, hey, I might work, I might not, but just seeing all the people come out, that's impressive numbers, man. That's that's really what this game's all about. We talk about sports. That's what it is, the passion to really sit here and kind of water cooler chat like we are right now. Doing that on a high elite level, hey, man, it's just impressive just to see all these people really come out and try to dedicate some time and give back, you know. All right, Tony, before I let you go, uh, tell all my listeners where they could find you. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Facebook, Tony Reese WTVM, over on Twitter at Tony Reese TV. And man, anyway, definitely be sure to follow our WTVM sports page also on Twitter, as well as WTVM Newsletter 9 on Facebook and Twitter. We'll have all your local sports in and around Chattahoochee Valley, as well as your, all your breaking news. All right, Tony. I appreciate you being a guest on the show once again, and uh, definitely would love to get you back on uh, soon. Definitely. Also, got to give a shout out to the boss. Definitely Jonathan Hoppy, WTVM, on both Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, he's been a guest on the show, too. Oh, yeah, man. Love that guy. Yeah, you guys do an amazing job at WTVM. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a guest. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, listening to another episode of The Sports Beat. Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy all the high school basketball action, and we'll talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody.